Round one, go. And there it is, the happiest sound in radio. It's the sound of the opening bell, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And this is Marty McClendon. Welcome to our show. This is awesome. It is a happy bell. I love Jen. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, in the words of Christopher Walken, we need more, more bell. More but bell. I think it was more cowbell <laughs> with him. It's not actually a cowbell. It's like a, what do you call it? A, a you know, a fighting bell. But at any rate, um, it is the opening bell. Uh, wow. That's all I got to say. What a crazy, crazy week. Have you done any vacationing in the Ukraine? Not that I could talk about. No. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, it's imaginary or because yeah, it's no, under- I've never, never been to the Ukraine. I love the Ukrainian people, of course, but I was going to say, you know, that, that yacht I bought and that secret uh, mansion on my island I bought, you know, all came from me sitting on a board for a Ukrainian oil company, you know, but that's not true. So that's somebody else, right? Yeah. So you've got, so you've got Hunter Biden. Yes. And he is uh, on this board for a Ukrainian oil company. Apparently he's a, a huge um, aficionado of Ukrainian oil. They're paying him $600,000 a year. So that's what is that? Fifty thousand a month? Fifty thousand a month over hey, five years. Hey, I need years. that money. Yeah. Can I get that job? Uh, well, you have to be related to the vice president, apparently. Um, interesting, because we know all throughout this week, of course, um, this dust up has come because now you know the impeachment word is over and over and over again. It's, it's like the boy that cried wolf, um, because it's it's the next thing in the the leftist loony Democrat um, playbook trying to get this president out. But because of that, though, this this thing with Biden's been around. There was an ABC story about, you know, we should look into this. There was an investigation even uh, a year or two ago as well that was shut down um, by Biden uh, that was investigating why this um, company basically put the son of the vice president on the board. To your point, it's over $3 million over a five-year period. So, Ukraine has this huge worldwide and well-known corruption problem. And so part of that thing was um, Obama appointed uh, Vice President Biden to go over there to be the corruption czar, to basically deal with corruption in Ukraine. So he goes in there and has this discussion on Air Force Two. By the time he comes home, this company, one of the companies that was investigated or being investigated, um, this, this, this oil company over there for corruption, uh, lo and behold, hires Hunter Biden, puts him on the board, pays him $50,000 a month. And for what? Is this, this is their solution to corruption is to buy off somebody or to buy well, he had a Didn't he have a special deal with his dad where his dad got half or something? <laughs> you yeah and that is not um, <laughs> has not been proven or even stated yet but you think about this you know if your daughter or my son got a job based on who we are it doesn't it doesn't bode well if 
Donald Trump's sons or daughters, which are all very, very wealthy because of the Trump organization. But if a foreign country, a, a company from a foreign country, puts one of them on the board with no experience and pays them a, a lot of money, you know the left will go, hey, you're enriching yourself or your family based on your position, which is totally not right. So this needs to be looked into. And so whatever the reason, I, I do believe all this talk about Trump's phone call with the new president of Ukraine will backfire and this will actually be exposed. Uh, hopefully Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, their role in this thing, and maybe even Obama will be exposed and dealt with. What do you think? I think I need prayer and fasting. I So, is there a similar, so you sound like you're up on this whole thing, okay? Because it's for me, you know, I have like kids and a family and a job and stuff, so I don't have time to stay up on all this, but I know you're, you know, you have a lot of free time being independently wealthy after your position on the board. <laughs> oil company, uh, we are joking uh, for those of you who are trolling us, but isn't there a similar situation with China? And Hunter Biden. There is. And because of the corruption thing, this is part of that going to Ukraine. China also invested in um, this this company that Hunter Biden is a member or, or an owner of. Uh, and it's all tied to, it's like it's this cycle of, hey, you give us money, you know, or give this money, and it goes over here. And it's like moving money around. We've seen the same thing. This is exactly the playbook the left does and needs to be exposed. Of course, the left, the Democrat uh, committee, Biden, Hillary, all the people are really, uh, they're scared to death because this is being exposed. It wasn't supposed to be. But the same thing is the Russians, you know, uh, or the, the Chinese company as well, paid Bill Clinton $500,000 for a speech that went to the Clinton Foundation that ends up funding much of the DNC and the Clinton campaign. So this is not old. This is, this is like old mafia ties here. So yes, the Chinese government was investing in uh, a company that involved with Hunter Biden. You know that Hunter Biden was nobody versus his dad. He has no background. In fact, he had a trouble past um, with addiction and so forth. No experience with oil, no experience in Ukraine or China for that matter. And yet he's getting rich um, for what reason? And if, you don't have to be very far or a conspiracy theorist to understand that the Chinese government and the Ukrainian government was trying to buy access to Joe Biden. <sighs> well, what a tangled web we weave. So I am uh, a fan of Mario Morello. Do you know who Mario Morello is? Isn't he a um, prophetic guy? He's a or he's a, like an evangelist. Yes. And okay. he used to be really big back in, I want to say like the late 70s, early 80s. He was quite big and especially locally here in this uh, in the Northwest. But he's down in California now. Anyway, he's got a great blog. And uh, so Mario Murillo Ministries blog. And I just happened to run across this last night. And uh, it starts off, it says, in the history of stupid decisions, this may be the all-time stupidest decision yet. Moving to impeach Trump is so stupid that it has all the earmarks of an act of God. It feels like God has turned them over to a madness that has them careening toward self-destruction. It demonstrates both that they are desperate to appear relevant and that they realize they are losing. 
It has to be the hand of God. If Democrats are all on board to do the last thing they should ever be trying to do. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, what do you think, Mr. Pastor man? Do you think that this could be God just lining them up for destruction? I know there's people out there that say, you know, get really offended or upset when we talk about God's hands upon Trump. He's, you know, whatever his, his faith is and with God and so forth. He's done more um, to be pro-life, pro-Christian, pro-church, pro-Jews than any president in, in, in our history or better. But yes, to your point, and when you're talking about Mario and his statement about the president, this is reminiscent of the delivery of the Jews out of Egypt. Think about this for a second. Moses goes in uh, and talks to the Pharaoh, right? All these plagues happen. Any one of those things, if you were right thinking, you would say, okay, obviously God's with these people. We should let them go. But he kept on hardening the heart. So Pharaoh kept on uh, being proven, right? And then basically gave all their goods to the people leaving, uh, um, the Jews leaving Israel, I mean, leaving Egypt. So there is something there. You know, when, you, this is not in their own interest. We know that even when Bill Clinton was in peace, he gained popularity. It helped that time. It, it, this is only going to help Trump get reelected. And it, it, like I mentioned earlier, this is the whole idea of crying wolf. It shows that they're so desperate. They're so desperate to do anything on this president that even when you ask them, what did he do wrong? They can't tell you. Well, it's, you know, and it's hilarious when you do the on the street interviews. Well, he's got to be impeached. Well, why? Well, I don't like him. <laughs> you know, that's not a valid constitutional reason. That's a high crime. That's a high crime. And right? a misdemeanor, right? Because <laughs> you're basically saying, you know, I, you know, I'm the judge. I get to impeach the president or whatever. I right. mean, it's obviously ridiculous. So, but I'm, my, my, my question is, is that, you know, so I, I think you're kind of saying, yeah. Yes. So Mario, this is, it's like the Lord is not only allowing this, he's actually like pushing it out there. Like every plague, right. Was, uh, no, I, I'm going to be, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you had flies, you had frogs, you had blood, you know, the Nile turned to blood. You had all these different, the 10 plagues. Right. Mm -hmm. And it finally came down to, okay, I'm taking your firstborn. Right. Cause it's right. my firstborn or whatever. And so that's the Passover. Passover. This yeah. may, may be that. Um, will Biden survive this? I don't think so. I know Biden's the leading um, Democrat in the presidential field because he's the most known. He's been gaffing. We've talked about this um, for the last several weeks about he doesn't look healthy. He's got some uh, serious issues for this past. And we know that his own party, um, they're stuck with him at the same time. They don't want him. They want something more progressive, more socialist, more young, more hip, whatever. So I don't think there's going to be too much fight against that. I think this will take him out because it will be exposed that through the Obama administration, through Hillary and through, through Joe, uh, this is corrupt. This has to be dealt with. I, I think their attempt to go after Trump will backfire and, and Biden will be out. I, mean, you know, I don't know how soon, but I think he will be out. I mean, he admits to that recording, right? That he said, I'm going to withhold a billion dollars of the aid. And they said, you can't do that. You're not the president. And he's like, well, call him, call the president. Right. So now you have, now he's implicating President Obama in this. Um, now I doubt, I think Obama would plausible deniability here, 
right? But he would say, well, I didn't say that. He just, he used that, you know, well, go ahead, you know, call, right? Right. But nobody ever did. It's a bluff. It could have been a bluff or not, but Obama could have whatever. But usually your vice president only does things at your direction. So uh, we know what this. Yeah, but this was his son. I know. And this investigator was going after his son. Yep. And so, but then to have him, you know, basically the, the, the narcissism of it, is like ridiculous, right? I mean, well, we were talking to go on camera and to admit that this was something that you were involved in. Well, he was bragging about the fact that he um, basically kowtowed them and said, Hey, if you want your money, you're going to fire this investigator, you know? And so uh, it's one of those things where it's, it's braggadocio, but it's also, this is who they are. He thinks he's above the law, that he could do this. This is not just him. It's all of them. Well, we'll be back after the break and talk more. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. We all know Washington is a great place to live, but it seems like the Democrats are doing everything they can to change that. In spite of record tax surpluses, they voted to raise taxes another $27 billion over the next 10 years. It's time for a change in Olympia. It's time to elect Phil Fortunato governor. Phil Fortunato is the one Republican candidate for governor with the experience, the expertise, and the track record to fight for the real conservative change we need in Washington. As a state senator and state representative, Phil Fortunato has fought to protect our Second Amendment rights, fought against tax increases, and fought to bring real accountability to our state government. It's time to put an end to the Democrats' stranglehold on our wallets and our freedom. This time, let's elect Phil Fortunato, Washington State Governor. No candidate authorized this ad. Paid for by Truth For Washington PAC, Kent Washington. Top five contributors, Cheryl Marshall. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. And we're back. It's round two. I know you were just getting ready to give me the punchline on that joke, Marty. But uh, anyway, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. This is Doug and Marty versus the world. And you're right. You know, you know, I love telling jokes just like you. So I know I can't wait until the next commercial when I get to hear the rest of the story. So okay, to speak. Paul Harvey. I love it. So, um, yeah. So it's been a... Um, It's so exciting, even though it's kind of like disconcerting to go through this, this like impeachment craze sort of thing. But in, on the other hand, um, it stirs up all this stuff. So we already talked about, you know, this idea of 
of, you know, now there's going to be scrutiny on Joe Biden and, and what actually happened. Mm-hmm. Right. But, mm-hmm. but now they're coming out and they're saying, you know what? He mentioned the name attorney Bill Barr. So he must recuse. He must recuse himself. I'm like, they tried that trick. They did that. And they actually, that trick worked. But it worked with Jeff Sessions, yes. But they finally found someone who wouldn't be the Jeff Sessions. Yeah. So you don't think uh, Barr's uh, fixing to recuse himself? No. Fixing means getting ready, by the way. Just fixing, yes. It's a Southern word, an old word, right? Fixing. You know, it was interesting, though. I'm not sure if you saw the article. It came out um, on Friday. Um, you know, that one of the accusations they have is the President Trump would ask a favor of a foreign president to investigate an American citizen. So on Friday, what's funny is former, former federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy noted in a National Review article that President Obama back in 2016 asked Ukrainian president then to investigate Paul Manafort. Trump's uh, campaign manager at the time. So you think about that. So All right, we got to start impeaching Obama then. Well, I don't know if you can do it after the fact, but the fact is, is, is if it wasn't for double standards, I believe they'd the left no wouldn't standards. have any, right? <laughs> if it wasn't for bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. If it wasn't for double standards, they'd have no standards. If it wasn't for bad morals, they'd have no morality at all. <laughs> exactly right. And so, I mean, a very blanket statement, and, we, and our listeners know that, but think about this. Just about three years ago, the then President Obama asked Ukraine to investigate the Trump campaign manager, Paul Manafort. The exact same thing they're accusing Trump of. Neither one is illegal necessarily in a way, but the point is they're pushing this whole idea that Trump is some bad man, that he's doing something bad for America. And I, I talked about this, and Doug, you'll know this, and of course our listeners should know this as well. I had this conversation with my daughters this morning on the way to school, and I, and I, and I was saying, isn't it interesting Everything that we've heard for the last 20 years at the national and local level was we need to make uh, the economy better. We need to have a better quality of living for uh, our citizens. So elect me or elect our party and we'll work to secure our borders. We'll work to do, you name it. You can name a list of 100 things. And every one of those things are being done right now the lowest unemployment rate for blacks and Hispanics and, and whites in the last 50 years or better. We've got better li- uh, life, um, you know, uh, environment for t- all Americans. We- we're improving our military. We're securing our border. All the, you know, we have this robust economy, you know, all these things that we've been talking about, we want to do, and yet it doesn't matter. You know, because to all these people, they, what matters is we don't like this guy. We don't like the fact that he's doing it and we weren't. So they want to, they're proposing all these things that would destroy all the stuff that they said they were for the last 20 years, because it's never been about actually achieving results or doing what you say. It's been more about power and control, which we've talked about before. Sure. Well, and I mean, think about it. What is, what is, what does a president do when dealing with, with other foreign leaders, they're making deals. And what are deals? They are, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. It's kind of like, it's the, it's the art of the deal, right? It's how, you know, I win, you win, let's do this, let's do that. You know, they're telling, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Kim over in uh, people, the Democratic Republic of North Korea or whatever it is. Yep. Yep. Hey, you know, if you'll give up the, the nukes, we'll give you money. I was like, well, that, why? Because nukes endanger us and our interests, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, you know, is that an impeachable offense, right? 
Right. And, and bottom line is Obama did the whole, the Iran nuclear deal, right? Which he wasn't supposed to do is, is through the Congress for a treaty or whatever. Well, it's a treaty. It, it's, it's crazy, but he went around it. Trump's not doing that. He's going to look, we are the strongest economy in the world, the strongest military in the world. There are good things that will happen if you play ball, if you don't, you know, um, accelerate your proliferation of, of weapons. You know, oh, by the way, here, he's, you know, the president of Ukraine says, we look up to you. We're trying to clean up our corruption, just like you're draining your swamp. So we, we, we appreciate what you're doing. And Trump goes, yeah, and while you're doing that, well, let's look into this thing that happened where just this investigation and the corruption was stopped. Tell me more about that. Why, why did that stop? It wasn't well, the thing pushing. was he didn't do that. Right. He didn't. That's a made-up story. If you get the transcript, he never yeah. he never said, "Hey, by the way, let's do." You know, so now the the made-up story is getting traction, mm-hmm. right? Well, he did this thing, but he didn't. No, do this thing. So, yeah, but, the, but the, the funny though is the Democrats want hey, we want to, we have to see this transcript, so they provide the transcript. Well, that's not good enough. We have to see the 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 phone call and the, and the whistleblower, read, and <laughs> we have to read the between the lines. You yeah. know, obviously, he was like, you know, hey, you got a lovely business there. I'd hate to see anything happen to it. Got a lovely little country over there. Hate to see anything. Yeah. Did you see though? You know, first of all, the whistleblower was not in the room, was not on the call, had just spoken to someone who happened to be on the call. So it was a secondhand whistleblower who had a, a story where he was saying that you get, Donald Trump said eight you, times. That's right? not admissible in court. No, well, I heard not. somebody say that somebody said something. It's that's, hearsay. They're going to say, well, get that somebody in here that heard it because you're not a witness. You're a secondhand hearsay. But it came out Friday as well that they found out that not only is, is this person a he, which is not a big deal, but a he, and they're a CIA agent. So someone who's in the, you know, basically intelligence community that already dislikes him, that is already supporting a Democrat candidate, you know, has a bone to pick and is secondhand. It's like, are you kidding me? The more this comes out, the more ridiculous this sounds, don't you think? So the whistleblower's a bone picker? (laughs) (laughs) You said he had a bone to pick. So it's a spoke. <laughs> it's a it's a whistleblowing bone picking partisan CIA agent. You well, know they did is. they did tell Trump you know don't don't take on the intelligence community because they'll get you, which is right to do. Take them on. And whenever the devil tells you something you shouldn't do, you need to don't you know, go through that door. There's probably kick the door in. Go after it. You know, did you watch President Trump's speech to the United Nations by chance? I did not, but I've heard and I've heard and the highlights of it, and I will, will definitely watch it this weekend. But I heard I it's one of the best speeches ever. I sat and watched. Now I wouldn't say it's the best speech ever because I'm a big fan of Trump rallies, and I think they're the best speeches. Right. But he, it was this calm, measured speech. But I'm telling you, this president has courage. He, you know, the Chinese ambassador is sitting there, is like, you know, we're we're watching Hong Kong. And we're watching what you do over there. And oh, by the way, we're not letting you rip us off anymore. And we're going to do some, you know, and then he turns to Iran and he goes, you guys are a bunch of dirtbags. And he didn't say that, but, you know, it was like right there in your face and we'll never be a socialist nation. And our economy is better than yours. Our our uh, military's bigger and stronger than yours. And we don't want to use it. But if you mess with us, we're using it. 
And it, it was like, it was so amazing. But what I really loved about, I, there was one thing I loved and there was one thing I didn't love. Okay. So, you know, you always got to take the salt with the pepper, right? But right. I love the fact that he went after religious persecution and he didn't just stick with Christians, although they're the brunt of it. 80%. But he, yeah. But he yeah. talked about, you know, Chinese locking up these Muslims in, uh, in China and mm-hmm. them in reorganization or what do you call reeducation camps and things like that. And um, so I thought that was fantastic. Then of course, he had to, you know, pop my bubble by saying, oh, by the way, we don't like you people persecuting LGBTQ and all that sort of thing. So but, I'm like, good with the bad, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't want people murdering right. people right. because they're gay. I don't, yeah. I'm not saying that, but I just feel like, you know, I don't know. It just, no, I'm not I get a one, it. I'm not a I one get it. Guy, but, but he's got, a, there's a lot of LGBTQ support for Donald Trump because he's, he was, you know, he has, once again, he's not, uh, he's not a saint. He's not, he's not out there um, trying to be a priest. He's being the president of the United States and being very effective and and the most pro-life, pro-Christian. At the same time, he's advocating for human rights worldwide. And to your point um, there, one of the things I heard he said too, was the fact is, is that globalist is not the answer. Um, Basically, national sovereignty is the key. The idea of making America great is, is our national sovereignty gives us strength together. And the room there, the, the United Nations is a room full of globalists, people that want to have no borders, people that want to have, they want to be in control of the world, right? And, and Trump goes, no, no. We are powerful. We are one nation. And so we're, we're, because of our power and our sovereignty, we can be a blessing to the world. I think that's just fantastic. And it flies in the face of most of these socialists, these progressive, these Democrats, whatever you call them, are globalists in nature. They don't want a strong America. They want a weak America so that we are part of the bigger world. And that's a big mind shift thing, but uh, you know, so they, the, the big term now is nationalist or white nationalist. They have this negative term. We're nationalists, but we believe in national sovereignty, the right to govern ourselves. Don't you think? Yeah. And it, the other thing that was great about what he was saying during his UN speech was he was telling the nations, protect your borders, mm-hmm. protect your culture. You have a great culture. You have a great country. If you want your country to be good, look out for your people. Promote your people. Help your people to do good. Stop enriching yourself. That was the thing he was talking about with Iran. You're impoverishing the people, enriching yourself in your mad rush to try to get nuclear weapons, which isn't going to happen, by the way. You know, it's that right. kind of thing. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, it wasn't strictly, I mean, obviously he was America first all the way, but it wasn't strictly just about us. We're good and you're bad. It was like, Hey, you're good too. Well, he was saying, yeah, because your strength and your future, he said, is in national sovereignty in strengthening your own country, strengthening your people, defending your rights, making sure your people are protected and, and prosperous versus this globalist idea where you're part of a bigger mix. You don't have no identity. Your people need to have this. So you're right. He was encouraging them that this is a model that will work for you So around the world. Well, We're going to be back with more Doug and Marty versus the world after the break. I want to talk about what Cindy McCain said. I've got some ideas about (laughs) Facebook, but at any rate, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. And we love you. Love America.
When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. We all know Washington is a great place to live, but it seems like the Democrats are doing everything they can to change that. In spite of record tax surpluses, they voted to raise taxes another $27 billion over the next 10 years. It's time for a change in Olympia. It's time to elect Phil Fortunato governor. Phil Fortunato is the one Republican candidate for governor with the experience, the expertise, and the track record to fight for the real conservative change we need in Washington. As a state senator and state representative, Phil Fortunato has fought to protect our Second Amendment rights, fought against tax increases, and fought to bring real accountability to our state government. It's time to put an end to the Democrats' stranglehold on our wallets and our freedom. This time, let's elect Phil Fortunato, Washington State Governor. No candidate authorized this ad. Paid for by Truth For Washington PAC, Kent Washington. Top five contributors, Cheryl Marshall. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. And we're back. It's round three, Doug and Marty versus the world. And I'm telling you, the world is scared right now because Marty McLennan's on the job. This is Doug Bassler. <laughs> and Marty McLennan. Interesting note there, Doug and Marty versus the world. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about, don't we, Doug? We do. So, Sydney McCain, <laughs> we were talking about this during the commercial break. Sydney McCain, John McCain's uh, widow, right? Is that John yes. McCain's widow? Yeah. Yes. She says she says that Trump is not in the party that my husband and I belong to. And uh, I'm, I'm like, well, that's true. They're, Trump is a Republican. Right. We're, and some of us are out laughing out there as well. And one of the things we understand, John McCain was a war hero when he served many years in the Senate. But we knew that there, there was a stream of Republicans that just drove most of the party crazy um, when they would go up against Trump when he got elected even before that. And we know that uh, much of this whole Mueller thing started or ran through McCain. So there's some there's some bad blood there. But to your point, we saw this in our own state. Several months ago, we saw a Dan Evans and a Slade Gorton and whatever and saying, uh, the Republican Party, we're no longer Republicans when it comes to Trump. We're no longer what, it's like, well, and then many people say, were you ever? You know, obviously they ran on the Republican ticket, so, but what do we stand for? If, if you have a portion of the party or leaders in our party at any point in time that don't stand for our platform, are you really Republican, right? And so to your point, it is that right there doesn't say a lot. It's the same thing when our former presidential candidate, Mitt Romney, right, is now so anti-Trump. It makes you go, were you ever? 
in line with us or were you using the Republican Party to get elected? Right. Well, and and some of this is obviously because of, um, you know, personal, like you said, personal animus and stuff like that. And, you know, they don't like Trump because he's, quote, rude. Right. He's 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 a bad dude. John McCain was never known for being like overly friendly himself. He was kind of a rough and tumble. Right. And one of the things people liked about him, it was a straight shooter and it was called the Maverick member during the election yeah. cycle. But it's interesting because I heard this actually earlier today, someone made the reference. They were trying to figure out this whole thing about during the Mueller thing uh, and Trump and this assumption that, that made no sense whatsoever that Russia would want Trump to win. Everything he's done has been bad for Russia. Producing more oil, so it drives prices down and we're not dependent on Russia. You know, increasing our military, which makes them, you know, the idea, all the things Hillary would have done, and of course we know through Joe Biden and his son on the board in Ukraine, would have been good for Putin. But they were saying maybe it's because Trump is such a big, large figure, a, a sort of a bull type thing where he's like, you know, uh, people are, are whatever. And then you have Putin, right? Vladimir, who rides like, you know, bear shirted on a bear type thing, right? And very big and, um, you know, in some ways rude or, you know, manly, right? And maybe that's that toxic, toxic masculinity or, or whatever. But I got I a bad case of that. Discussion. I'm very, I'm very masculine. You know, <laughs> I'm getting ready to go hunting here in a couple of weeks. So right. I'm right. Getting, I'm, my, my testosterone's going nuts, bro. Right, but I hear buildings. you. I hear you. Okay, yeah. so so what's your point? Tell me what's your point. They were the conversation, and and there's something to this, and that because on the left they can't just, they just say they don't like the guy because he's whatever. But there are things that they don't like about him that is common in a lot of different people that they do like. You know, so it's it's and then of course they can't say what he's done as far as policy because those are things that they want too. Well, they so say it, they want. Well, right, right. They say they want, but yet it's the it's the people on the quote unquote right on our side that can't stand him. And you're like, why? And I think it's that the fact that he is just a, you know, they don't like his personality. They don't like his demeanor. They don't like the way he speaks. And go. And to me, I'm like, okay, I don't care. You know. Are you good for America? Are you making us stronger? Are we safer because of it? Are you doing the things you said you'd do? And I think in all those cases, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, if, if you are trying to destroy America, how would you do it? Now, I love adventure games. I play like Command and Conquer and different adventure games, right? That's kind of like the, the ultimate one that everybody knows. But basically what you do is you cut off your enemy from their resources. So you don't need the middle class working. You want them on food stamps. You don't want them having good paying jobs, even though you claim you do. You really don't. You really, you, you would go on TV on your, on your talk show on HBO and you would say, you know, I really wish we had a good depression or a good recession mm -hmm. because when people are out of work, then they serve me. Then they, they want my handouts and they need my, my help to get by in life. And this is what's happened with a lot of the minority communities with welfare and stuff, right? So, and then they do insidious, they would do insidious things like split up the family. Like, okay, every other kind of marriage besides the traditional marriage is just as good. Let's do that. And, oh, by the way, if you have a, a, a baby daddy in the home, uh, no welfare for you. 
have mm-hmm. to cut that off. So you have to decide, do you guys want to stay together or do you want a free paycheck? And by the way, dad will pay you too, but you guys got to live somewhere else and you got to fool around. Okay. So now this is, uh, uh, you know, that's, that would be a good strategy to get rid of my opponent in my strategy game. Okay. The other thing I would want is I would want open borders. I would want really lots and lots of other people to also do it. It's called the, the Cloward Piven strategy, which mm-hmm. were actually, they actually had a kind of adopted uh, Barack Obama, I think. He kind of lived with them for a while. Get everybody on welfare and crash the system. Make the national debt go ridiculously high. Now, there's another thing I got a problem with Donald Trump on, obviously a trillion dollar deficit. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a, that's kind of Obama era. But, you know, he actually said that uh, when he took off, he goes, well, you know, we're probably going to have to make a few investments before we can get this thing turned around, before we can start getting revenues turned around. We're going to have to cut some taxes, get rid of some bureaucracies, things right. like that. So he actually did telescope that. But that's the other thing you want to do. You want to explode the debt. And then if you could get your people in the Fed to crank up the interest rate a little bit, then dang, all that disposable income we're using to build infrastructure, whatever goes to just Paying the interest on the debt, which is what twenty-two trillion. Yep, twenty-two trillion. And of course, the, what you have to do next, of course, to maintain this over the long haul, is you have to take over education. So you indoctrinate the next generation people to be those slaves, to be those crabs in the pot, to be you know whatever it may be. So they they don't want to get out. They don't know any different. They don't know their history. And then also, you keep them so busy on distractions that that they don't know what's going on. Well, I actually had a drink the other night. I was actually in Seattle. I got a drink. I was at a uh, sushi place. I ordered, ordered a lemonade. The lemonade came. It had this plastic thing in it. I asked everybody, what is this for? And my uh, middle daughter's birthday, who was birthday, we were celebrating that night, said, oh, those are good for killing turtles. And so, oh, well, let's go turtle hunting. She called it a straw or something like that. I guess right. I guess they're good for killing turtles. But if we focus on straws and killing turtles, then we don't have to deal with unemployment. We have to deal with a great economy. I mean, their whole strategy is a strategy of, of complaining, fault-finding, backbiting. I mean, isn't that what the Bible warns us against, the fault-finder, the backbiter? You know, what is, what is the Bible trying to tell us to do? To rejoice and to be content yes. and yes. to be thankful and to be grateful and to be willing to suffer and be willing to do things and, uh, you know, rejoice in all things and be thankful. So I'm just saying. Well, when we hear <laughs> across every mainstream TV show, radio station, whatever out there that recession's coming, recession's coming. When the strongest economy we've had in over 50 years, there are always fears and people are repeating it over and over because this is what they want. A strong America is not beneficial to their plans to to have control and power. We want people to be empowered to live for themselves, to raise their own family, to pursue uh, investments, you know, and, and then on the other side, like, no, no, then they don't need us. Then they won't be controlled by us. And that, and that is just completely wrong. But to your point, you know, um, one of those things too, in the, a place like this where things are bad, Oftentimes, when a church is persecuted, people grow. I saw an article there that the, the fastest growing church in the world right now is in Iran. And a lot of women are getting saved in Iran. Think about that, right? Uh, it's, it's one of those things where the church is growing because it's there being persecuted. It's not allowed. And uh, same thing in China, right? And Russia and those well, areas. Well, that's all here. good, but I've, you know, I don't prefer. I mean, I, anyway, yeah. my, you know, my philosophy, no pain, no pain. 
but persecution can hurt, right? Persecu- yeah. You know, but there was, uh, and didn't we talk about this on last week's show where um, they'd, uh, our friend Dave Yarns or whatever, they were, come, the Chinese guys had come up and asked for prayer because a lot of the pastors were, I don't remember if it was Dave Yarns or not, but at any rate, um, these pastors come up because a lot of the pastors were missing. They were in prison, all that mm-hmm. stuff in, in China. And so he was praying, hide them, protect them. And they stopped and they said, no, 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 we don't no. want to be hidden. We want to be bold and we want to be able to face this with courage and we want to be good witnesses and we want to be counted worthy. And he's just like, it shook him. It shook his, it shook his faith. Are we like that? You know, we're worried that we're going to get a dirty look down at the office. If we were, you know, if we have a Trump bumper sticker on our, our vehicle or whatever, not everybody, obviously there's plenty of people that have that. Right. But, um, that's this, this, um, you're, you're talking about Iran. You're talking real yeah. persecution. Real like persecution. Well, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm contrasting this because we are Christians. We want one salvation. We, and there's times when we believe that the, many of the church seems to be watered down here. And yet around the world where persecution is happening, the church is thriving. Because they understand they, they thrive. They want family. They want freedom. They want to be able to decide their own future, to choose to worship. And, and you have, and then you have out, up, upbringings and outbringings of this, you have in Bangkok, in Hong Kong, where they're chanting and rioting and saying pro-America and singing God bless America and, and having the American flag and the whole idea. And yet we have youth and people in this nation, bad mouth in this nation, you know, saying we're, we're terrible, that how if we're being, they're being well, other, other nations yeah. too. I mean, what's, yeah. uh, what's her name that the, the Swedish yeah. girl, you Greta know, that gets whatever. up yeah. and yeah, Greta yeah. gets up there and she's, uh, um, you know, like, ah, oh, how dare you, you know, you've stolen my youth and things like that. I'm like, you know, someone's talking baloney to you, that other word, and, and you're yeah. buying it. And, but that's what they're doing. All these kids do this, this walkout strike. Right. And you've got this 17 mm-hmm. year old kid that, that went and spoke to Congress, right. From this area, I believe, but she, you know, they're, they're scared to death. They're doing it. It's like, it's like they're terrorizing our children. They're tearing, terrorizing our children and they're using our children as political pawns for their pseudoscience, their fake science. And it's, it's a bad, it's a bad situation. No, but, I agree. You know, it's one of those things though, when did we come to the point in time where we have kids being the experts on global climate change? Yeah, cool that's figure. kind of a, that's, that's not a blessing. Well, this is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. And we'll be back right after this break. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. Hi, this is Doug Bassler, candidate for U.S. Congress in Washington's 9th Congressional District. We're facing some of the biggest challenges of our lifetime and possibly in our nation's history. It's more important now than ever that we all stand up for our Christian values and heritage. Our values have created freedom and liberty previously unseen in the world. And now what used to be fringe elements are becoming mainstream and are threatening our religious freedoms. I'm committed 
to fight for our First Amendment rights, really for all of our God-given rights, and to represent us faithfully in Washington, D.C., and I can use your help. Would you consider going to my website, dougbassler.com, and making a financial donation of any size? It will be greatly appreciated. I want to thank you in advance for all you do. I'm Doug Bassler, and I approve this message. Paid for by friends of Doug Bassler. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. There it is, the saddest sound in, in all of radio, four bells and all is well. Yeah, it means that we're wrapping up the final round. It's not that sad. Some people are probably like, thank goodness these people are going to stop talking. It is Doug and Marty versus the world. My name is Doug Bassler. And my name is Marty McClendon. You know, so you're, what you're saying, Doug, is our listeners are always praying the commercials come sooner or, <laughs> or they're going on to another show. So... You know, but for our fourth round here, I want to start off with something very positive, something that made me tear up. I have sweaty eyes, so to speak, when I read the story. There's a story about this high school kid. Every year, there's been this um, thing where meet at the flagpole. We're going to pray for one another, pray for our nation. Pray. Yeah, meet me at the pole. I know that. Yeah, meet me at the pole. It's really cool. So this this high school kid. Um, came out to the pole at this high school at Lake Mineola High School, and he was the only one that showed up. You know, you and I would probably go, all right, I'll pray, you know, and then we'll look at our watch and go, Where, did I get the right date, right time? But he said, all right, I'm going to pray until someone else shows up. And then no one shows up, so he goes, all right, I'm going to pray. And in the article, which is fantastic, you can find it uh, all across the internet right now, but it's from her view from home of the, the um, paper here. Um, he said, well, if I'm going to pray alone, let people see me praying and, and make a mark. Move on their hearts, Lord. And it goes on to say like that. So anyway, long story short, people saw him praying. People started commenting on how such a young man has courage to stand out there by himself to pray, you know, and then all throughout the town, spread out through social media, through the newspaper. And a lady heard them talking about this young boy who must have great parents who raised him right to have such courage. And it was her son. So she's writing this article about her son and how proud she was. She goes, I'm a parent. I struggle. I, I mess up. I screw up. And yet here I'm proud of all get, um, amazing because my son has the character to make his own choice like this and how inspiring it was for the entire town and now the entire nation for an act of courage to stand on your principles, to, to do what you say you're going to do. So it, it's just inspiring that it doesn't take much. You know, literally this kid is in a small town somewhere in America praying around a flagpole and yet he's making a difference in people's lives. How well, cool is that? Salute him. Yes, absolutely. Very cool. And, you know, it reminds me of a, a story I heard about Smith Wigglesworth uh, back in the early part of the last century was having uh, dinner in Australia and he was a very fine restaurant and he, as he was having dinner, he noticed that nobody was praying over their food. And so he just uh, tapped his little uh, water glass with his uh, knife, ding, 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 you know, kind of like Doug and Marty Bell. 
Right. And God everybody's attention. Say, I, I noticed that none of you were praying over your food. So if you don't mind, bow your heads and I will pray for you. And so uh, he prayed and uh, people came to the Lord and people got convicted and people clapped when he, he was done and stuff like that. So, you know, we are, we are a commodity as Christians. We are a commodity and we carry with us a, a, a commodity that the world wants and needs. And don't, we don't want to let a small minority of, of big mouths and bullies push us around. You know, that's what a bully does, right? A bully's like a big person, generally speaking, that's a little bit bigger than the other kids or whatever and gets everybody doing what he wants because of fear. Right. And so we, you know, we're facing, you know, this, this, we had this, the biggest anti-bullying campaign of our lifetime in the last 20 years. Wouldn't you agree? Like stop the bullies and all that. I mean, it's like been a big deal. Oh yeah. And yet, and yet we have Antifa and we have, you know, who's that, 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 that football player that stopped the, uh, Colin Kaepernick, right. Bullying Nike, bully, bully, bully. I'm going to shut you down. Uh, my daughter had a, a, uh, where she works, they had a some disgruntled employee went through the the list, found a company they were doing contract work with that had another contract with ICE, and over the course of about three days of death threats and bomb threats and everything else, which are illegal by the way, mm-hmm. the company came out and said we are no longer going to do business with that. They caved, and my daughter was really unhappy about. It. I was like, well, there it is. That's the end of us when everybody else gets to tell us how to pencil our business and who we're going to do business. Besides ice is a, you know, it's a government agency, but uh, we just applaud this young man. This, this is what, this is what it's going to take. And, you know, occasionally, yeah, we may suffer some persecution or some dirty looks or whatever, but really um, look at the, the positive result from what you just talked about. I mean, it's a wave across the nation of support and people are saying, yeah, we want this. Exactly right. And, and it, it, it contrasts that in the same week that this Greta Thunberg over there in Sweden talking about how dare us, you know, this climate change thing. And it comes out that her and her parents are members of Antifa. You know, they are in this, this thuggery group that wants to basically control, you know, and tell us how to live and to shut down free speech and anything that's pro-America, pro-faith, uh, whatever, they're anti. It's like, wow. You know, this this really is amazing, the contrast of, you know, what are we doing to our kids? We have on one hand, the parent goes, I'm, a, I'm not a very good parent. I struggle. And yet my son, uh, through his own conviction, felt um, pulled and was bold to pray, right, when no one else, when it's not cool to pray. And over here, you have parents encouraging someone to really, she's scared to death that the world's going to end in 10 years, right? You know, and this is lying to our kids. The, the bottom line, what kind of damage are we doing to this next generation? Now it's we, I'm talking about the world and the adults using kids, like you said, as political pawns, but really doing mental and emotional damage to them. Well, they ought to tell these kids, look, it's just a power thing. Don't worry about it because obviously if we really thought this was going to happen, then Barack Obama wouldn't have bought a $15 million mansion on the seashore because it would be underwater here in a couple of years. And why would he invest all that money in that? Exactly right. But the common sense, they don't see it. It's an emotional why does, why does Pete Buttigieg fly private air, airlines? If he's really worried about global warming, private air, you know, a private airplane private chartered airplane uses more, puts out more carbon dioxide than a hundred SUVs in, you know, 10 years. 
Well, even that, if, if you think about it, you know, if truly well, this is what you care about and it was truly an issue over the, in the immediate future, then you would be scolding nations like China which, and India, which are the biggest, biggest polluters, polluters in the world, yeah. not countries nations like ours that have actually decreased our carbon footprint over the last decade by dramatic amounts. We're doing the things. It's literally the old saying, we're preaching to the choir. The, peop- the countries that are actually uh, being conservative and conserving nature and their, their resources are the ones being told they're not doing enough. And while the rest of the world pollutes and does whatever, it, 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 it doesn't make sense unless you know it's about power. It's about control. It's, it really and then it makes told. perfect sense. Yes. And it's clear. Then it's all clear. I just, and before we go, I just wanted to uh, briefly touch on um, Libra. I didn't really know about Libra. Did you know about Libra? No, um, I'm not talking about the, uh, I'm not talking about that. It's, it's money. It's cryptocurrency that Facebook is behind. And so, um, the thing with Libra is it's, it's very similar to revelation chapter 13. It's because they, the, the congressman that earlier that I was talking about that was grilling Zuckerberg said, well, okay, this cryptocurrency that Facebook has would, uh, Alex Jones, from Infowars, would he be allowed to 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 trade in Libra on your platform? Well, uh, well, we have to we'd have to review our policies and oh, that's what I thought. Would Milo Yiannopoulos be able to? Would would uh, who's the uh, who's that Muslim guy that uh, does the termites and stuff like that? That you know, anyway. Don't know, but anyway, but yeah. would these people that have been banned on your platform would they be, be allowed able- to spend the money? That right. you, well, and if the guy was him and Han, but the obvious answer was heck no. no. And right. so this is the thing. If you can't buy or sell or, you know, use money, isn't that like Revelation 6.13 where they're using the mark of the beast, the 666 thing. So that, well, and it's not just that, Marty, you're seeing that where they're trying to deep de, like Infowars, they're trying to get them to not be able to take credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. Shut, shut them down the credit card companies. Right. And you don't see a do move PayPal. Like what was and, and it? Was that PayPal that was trying to shut down the Charlotte, right? Correct. Right yep. Okay. Yep. But we see these tech giants as well, you know, going towards this cryptocurrency. You have the Bitcoin, you obviously the Facebook Libra, but even Apple's got Apple money now. Think about this. These are, these companies are larger than most nations when it comes to their output and money and power and influence. We saw the uh, testimony between um, Senate with Ted Cruz, and the guy saying that Google could swing, you know, 2 million votes or whatever it is, right? You, you add on this control over what you can buy and sell. And then there's an article this week that literally there are places now that are pushing the whole idea of implanting chips now. Um, so that it makes it ease, right? We've talked about this for decades from a Christian perspective, but this is, they're doing it from, they're actually doing this now saying not only is it going to be cryptocurrency, but you're going to have to have this on your body for security reasons. Ah, scary stuff. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, as we see this stuff happening, you know, what should our response be? I, I think, you know, um, you know, I don't want to be like the other adults that are scaring all the kids, right? right. It's, it's, it's like, we should be excited. You know, Jesus is coming. Uh, this thing's getting ready to wrap up. There's going to be a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, and, and it's, it should help us to be 
you know, spurred on to good works, right? Do stuff. You have limited time. Now, as you get older, as you know, we're getting to be older guys now, we're starting like, hey, wow, maybe I have fewer days ahead of me than I had behind me. Maybe mm-hmm. I better get busy and do something for God, right? I better get after it and, and, and accomplish something. We, we talked earlier with my daughter about a purpose and people uh, always find a reason to go ahead with purpose. When you know your purpose, especially when you get older, you realize I have work to do. I have a purpose why I'm here. I want to impact the lives of those around me in whatever, whether it be given money, whether given time, whether given uh, of your wisdom. And to your point, exactly right. You know, is how do we redeem the time? And right now we realize that all this stuff's happening is supposed to happen. And then Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I have a plan to prosper you and bless you. Well, be prospered, be blessed, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> <Good> party <laughs> versus the world. <laughs> <laughs>